know the vibes. It's a Friday. Yep, yep, yep. We back. You're watching the Hoop Genius podcast presented by NBA 2K22. If you've got no plans for this weekend, hit the link in the description and get yourself a copy of NBA 2K22. That's what I'm going to be doing. But before I do that, BJ, basketball's finally back for a start. Oh, yes. Yes. So we we got we to gotta talk about this real quick before we get into today's section of what we call an hoopology where we answer your questions class will be in session very soon before that i have to have a little bit of a gloat the boston Celtics still back at it almost a 30 point win only team in any history to win four six games by 24 or more points on the road okay you know do what they do chase the who's who's watching who's watching Hey, peace light work defense lockdown rob williams blocking everyone marcus smart putting the clamps on everyone marcus smart hit five threes last night okay that's just you know i'm, I'm just waiting for the playoffs five from six from downtown for my boy marcus amazing Detroit Pistons beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now you're probably thinking, how did the Pistons beat the Cavs? Well, BJ, you called it on the show a while ago. You said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cavs go into a little slump after the All-Star break. <laughs> it seems like they were enjoying the All-Star break. But speaking of enjoying the All-Star break, one man who did not do too much enjoyment. Eight straight 35 plus point games, six straight win for the Bulls. The game-winning bucket, DeMar DeRozan, getting it done in the shy. BJ, what do you think of that big time? You see that bucket down the stretch? You see those two buckets? The final minute pull-up jumper, turnaround jumper? What are you seeing from the man you call the Marvelous? Well, you know, give, you know, give DeMar, give the Bulls credit. And, you know, Zach Levine, I'm a little concerned about both. You know, he had some you know, a procedure work done prior to the draft. And it was prior to concerning. the All-Star weekend. To All-Star weekend. It's a little concerning. You know, I know he had 20 points tonight. But when you start getting, I think they, I think they call it a cocktail. Is that what they call it? The medical? Yeah. I don't know what they, what they call it, you know, where it's an extensive procedure. I just hope he's okay. You know, long-term. Yeah. And I know as an athlete, you want to do what you got to do to win. I know he's been, you know, that's this is the one thing he's been, you know, really looking forward to is winning. And they're certainly doing that now. But, it, you know, it's kind of gone under the radar. It's kind of one of those yeah. things he missed. Well, he missed you know, a few they're, games prior to it. They're thin at the gospel, though. With, with no, yeah, I know. And no Caruso, they're thin at the gospel. So I'm just a little concerned for him long term. But nice win tonight. DeMar continues i mean he's continuing what do you have 37 tonight mm-hmm. and he's continuing to play so you know great job by him great job by the bulls stacy king is happy we got to get him on the show 100 100 i gotta get we'll stacy on the show the you the uh the rookie io dosomu played absolutely amazing defense on the perimeter um so that's gonna be a big boost for them moving yes. forward into the future got a little bit worried watching the grizzlies timbles game uh, John oh. Moran, you know, kind of hyperextended his leg a little bit, it looked like he kind of slipped out and he, he was grabbing his hamstring as he limped off the court. But in typical John Moran fashion, he did make his way back in, um, you know, walked back in to, to the court area. But I, I don't want to focus on the negative. The positive is D'Angelo Russell went absolutely crazy in that fourth quarter. 23 of his what? 37 points down the stretch. Absolute ice in his veins, as they like to say. 
Um, doing it big, especially with Cat sat out most of the fourth quarter because he was on five fouls, and Anthony Edwards could not buy a bucket. So, shouts to D'Angelo Russell. The Phoenix Suns beat the Thunder by twenty, and um, this one was interesting because I hit BJ before the game. I said, "Hmm, you know, if if you guys listen to our conversation about what the Phoenix Suns would look like without Chris Paul, I said, hmm, they're playing Devin Booker at the point guard spot." Yeah, instead good call of by you, man. Good call. The guy, and you know, I said his playmaking would go up. 12 assists. But the biggest thing for me last night watching Devin Booker, did you see him with the six steals on the defensive end? Uh, Devin Booker is a big-time player. I have to commend him on his improvement on effort and energy on defense. Yes. You know, and he's he's about it. I mean, he's a pro. He's a pro's pro. Great job. I, I was really... I shouldn't be surprised by the move because you don't want to disrupt your team, right? And so you keep the same guys there. You just ask them to do different things. But again, the, the big one for me was DeAndre Ayton. Disappointing. You know, basically 30 minutes, six points, eight rebounds. That's the one that that's the one I'm looking for. And JaVale but gave he, him nine points and eight rebounds in just 18 minutes. minutes. That's what I'm saying. Like I again, I'm continuing. Because, you know, I, I love the bigs and you're going to need contributions. Now, I know it's the first game, the first game back. It's clear to me what guys were doing on their vacation mode. They really went on vacation. No comment. <laughs> A lot of the guys. No comment. No comment from my guys. So, <laughs> but in saying that, in saying that, that was a 20-point win for the Suns. You got to have depth in this league. And they get it done in Phoenix Suns fashion. So give those guys credit on the road. Nice win. Let's move on to the next game. You know, getting it done. Speaking of that, the Steph Curry led the Warriors to a huge win on the road in Portland. First of all, 50-point game in the All-Star game. He dropped 14 assists, which is what stood out to me. And then, of course, Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, and the Denver Nuggets took care of the Sacramento Kings. But now that we've got through the recap, the moment you guys have all been waiting for, it's time for your questions to be answered. BJ Armstrong, are you ready for some hoopology? Yes, Mo, I'm ready. My timeline has been blowing up mm. since the announcement that we will be taking questions, and I'm ready to go. Okay. These are the, the best. They have great questions, and let's get after it. Well, speaking of great questions, the first one comes in from the Boston Brit, my guy, Nathan who says, what one player are you matching with Tayman Brown, which could push Boston into that championship contender role? And then he puts hashtag cat. So I think he's, he, he's I, I, I'm going to tell you this. No, not Carl Anthony Towns. Reason being, the Time Lord is a far superior defender to Carl Anthony Towns. They don't need help scoring. The one player I want to put with Tayman Brown to win a championship is Marcus Smart. And guess what? They got him already. They keep playing defense like this. They can cause a few upset in the playoffs. The one player that you're going to pair with Mark with uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is Marcus Smart. You don't have to say anything now. We'll have this conversation again after the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, this is a, that's a, I'm trying to think of a... a player that's available you know you could the easy answer would be 
okay, let's put Giannis with them or let's no, put, yeah, it has to make it. sense, you know, like, like uh, yeah, I make a sense. I, I was trying to think of an, I think Rob Williams is a perfect guy, leads the league in offensive rebounds, the amount of missed shots he can tip in. You know, you know who, you know who I want to put him, you know, who I want to put him with. Go on, okay, Rob, because I, because I think Rob Williams is a nice fit, what he does. Because, mm-hmm. because if you're going to have those two guys, you can't have a center who's going to need the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready for this one? Go on. Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony <All right>. Davis. <laughs> and, and here's why. Here's why. Here's why, Mo, real quick. Here's why, and then you can do with it what you want. If there's one thing right now for Al Horford is his ability to play above the rim, and to play vertical basketball. But if you had a big that was could play vertical basketball and play alongside or play with, because you know Anthony Davis really doesn't want to play the five. Mm-hmm. Let the Time Lord do that. And then you let Anthony Davis just be Anthony Davis. When he shows up. If he shows up. When he shows up. You're talking about boom. Okay. Cool. When he does it. You can move on. But I think AD in a Boston uniform and Mo cheering for AD. Nope. I never. would love to see that. I, I think that would be a good fit. I you think never AD see would there, be the guy. All jokes was, aside. I really did you see do. the article that came out where it said Kyrie Irving was actually recruiting Anthony Davis to Boston? And then they fell out with each other. So it went, it fell apart. And then Kyrie ended up going to Brooklyn, Katie. Well, he's not there anymore. But we're going to have to keep it moving because we've got tons of questions and not much time to answer And Marcus Smart on the defensive end. Woo! No, AD would have to be able to play and be healthy enough to play for any of these things to happen. So give me Al Horford all day, every day. Uh, Matthew McDonald wants to know, do you think Kemba should move on from the Knicks now after being shut down for the season? Um, you know, he, he stepped up after he was put back in the rotation. Can he trust the franchise moving forward? It's an interesting one because Knicks fans were celebrating getting Kemba Walker at the start of the season. And after the first couple games, they were celebrating as if they'd won a championship. Now they're back in the mud. They say Kemba won't play for the rest of the year. BJ, what do you make of that situation? Well, I think it's painfully obvious to me that Kemba Walker is not healthy. And I remember looking back now, reflecting back now in the bubble. Remember he missed that time in the bubble for mm-hmm. He missed an extensive amount of time. Something is going on here. And whatever is going on, this is going to be here for the rest of his career. Okay, the Kimber Walker that we know and love, and I think we're talking about here, that Kimber Walker is probably no longer there on a nightly basis. Mm -mm. And that's what you saw with the Knicks. You know, he doesn't play for a while. He gets 50 in his first start back in the lineup. But then when you watch him play back to backs, you know, he may play 30 minutes and not score. Mm -hmm. So I think whatever's going on. Yeah, whatever's going on health-wise, I think I just hope that Kimba can get back and play to whatever minutes his body is going to allow him to play and be effective and play, you know, where he can play an 82-game schedule. Because right now you can see clearly there's something going on there. And, you know, we all go through it as guards. And right now Kimba is going through it. He's played a lot of minutes on that body. You know, and it's been fun. I've always said this, you know, when you, you when you have a move like that, where you stop, mm. <laughs> it's a great move. And now that move and the separation is no longer there. 
this is what happened. So, you know, I just hope he can be healthy. He can find whatever happy median he needs to find to play with and, and, and continue to play and be a productive player at this stage of his career. Andy Williams wants to know what impact did Phil Jackson have on BJ Armstrong, the person. Now we can spend a whole episode talking about, oh. you know, this, this whole Phil Jackson and his impact. So BJ, I'm going to have to ask you real quick in just under a minute. Tell me one piece of advice or one life lesson you got from Phil Jackson that you can share with our listeners as they go into the weekend to boss up their lives to another level. Well, you know, that was my first coach in the NBA and my very first coach, my introduction to the NBA was a Hall of Fame coach. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very lucky in that regard. What was my thing that I got from Phil is that when you boil down the essence of the game, he was a huge component to me having this respect for the game, but his respect for the fundamentals of the game. Every day, Mo, I can see him, and I still hear him, how we and all of us were just doing chess passes and just doing bounce passes. <laughs> and he just he instilled in us, when we got down to the essence of the game, big moments, how we were going to have to rely on our fundamentals to carry us through tough times. So, you know, if there's anything I remember to this day when I watch the game, is to be a master of the fundamentals of the game of basketball. Absolutely. And that applies with a lot of things in life as well. You have to master the basics before you can do yep. all the extra stuff. Zabea wants to know, well, he has a few questions, so we're just going to get one of them. He says, okay. if Utah fails again in the postseason, do they break up their court? Danny may make moves. Do you see them moving on from Gobert or Donovan Mitchell? And if so, which one? I don't see them moving on from Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. And the reason being is because I don't know if you can replace Rudy Gobert. And I don't know if you can replace Donovan Mitchell. When I say replace, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is in the, you know, he's in the thick of his career. He's right in the. And they're both under long-term contracts. Yes. So what I do see happening is how to get more athletic with the pieces that are currently around them you know Bogdanovich uh what's the other kid's name uh that starts there um which one Royce O'Neal Royce O'Neal I see them having to get more athletic there I see I've been saying this for a couple years now but clearly no one's listening to me I think you have to move Donovan Mitchell to the lead guard position because of his size he is an all-star at the two but he's only literally, he literally, more, I don't think he's more than 6'3". Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think if you put him as a 6'3 lead guard, that puts a lot of pressure on the other team's point guards because of his size, athletic ability, and the way he plays. So I think you put the ball in his hands. I think you, probably, you try to put another 6'5 or 6'6 guard next to him. And then suddenly now, instead of, I mean, when you look at the Jazz, they're a small team. Donovan yeah, Mitchell Rudy. and Conley, except for Rudy. If you put Donovan Mitchell at the point guard, suddenly they become a big team. So I think it's time to figure out how to play through, especially on the offensive end, Donovan Mitchell as the lead guard and let him play downhill. But that's just my opinion. 
Well, George O'Neill Cummings wants to know, with NBA 2K22 now sponsoring the podcast, if you and I had a game against each other on NBA 2K22, which teams would you pick to play against each other? And could we potentially see a live stream of you two having a match in the future? We can do a live stream once I've taught BJ how to play, so that might take a while to get underway. <laughs> but BJ, if you could play with any team, you can play with any team from NBA history, play with any current team, which team would you play with? Because I'm going to just pick the Boston Celtics. I don't care who you play with. I'm a matchup. Yeah, you, you, you know, my, I asked my son this. I was like, you know, he showed me the game. You know, he showed me the game. Mm-hmm. And I got to talk to Ronnie 2K. I got to talk to Ronnie about this. So I asked my son, I was like, who, who you play with? He's like, Dad, you got to play with the Bulls. I said, why you got to play with the Bulls? He was like, you know, Jordan. He was like, and Dad, you, you know, from, from three, you're not that. <laughs> so I'm going to play with the Bulls. So you know what? <laughs> that was the team that was introduced to me. It's a three-point game. And I'm familiar with the players, Mo. I'm going to play with the Bulls. You know, okay. I'm going to play with the Bulls. That's what my son said. He plays. I saw him playing online with, with some guys. And he, he actually plays with the Bulls. Awesome. Awesome. We'll get it cooking. We'll get it cooking pretty soon. Okay, Chris Rose wants to know what is the important thing for a Western Conference team to focus on in order to top and go- topple Golden State or Phoenix in a playoff series? Wow, that's a loaded question. I think that when you when I look at the Warriors, you have to focus on really two things. One, you have to have size against them. You have if there's one thing that's a glaring weakness for this Warriors team is their lack of size up front. So I think that is, you know, first you got to have the right personnel to beat the Warriors. And then the second thing is with the absence of Draymond, they really don't have anyone on their roster that can control the tempo of the game. And how they are currently doing it now is they are committed to a system of play that everyone is committed to. Kind of like what the Bulls did with playing in the triangle offense, ball movement, player movement. So I think if you had a point guard who could really dictate the tempo, a la Chris Paul, if you had bigs who could play vertical basketball, DeAndre, Aiden, JaVale, McGee, those type of guys, but you know, and, you know, every team doesn't have it. I think it really increases your chances to beat the Phoenix. I mean, to beat the Golden State Warriors. Now the Den- the Phoenix Suns, you know, without Chris Paul, it's obvious how you would beat them, right? You, you, you really, now you're taking away another coach on the floor, an extension of, uh, of what they're trying to do. I just think you have to now have to have great leadership at your lead guard position because that is the glaring weakness. It's just the obvious for them because they have depth, they have size, they have athletic ability, they have shooting. But if there's one thing now they're missing in the absence of Chris Paul is, you know, if you have a John Morant just hanging around on your bench, it's time to put him in the in the lineup bowl <laughs> because you know yeah. if you have a guy like that, I think if you, you want to topple like the, the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns, I think this year your hope is to be the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't I don't see any of the yes. other teams doing it. Yeah, you know what, so, Mo? I think that's I, I I agree with that. The Memphis Grizzlies right yeah, the, now that only team I can see the, taking out one of them. Because if you're gonna play against Golden, if you're gonna play against Phoenix without question, John Morant would be huge. And he would be huge in the Golden State series because that's the one position. And in particular now that Klay Thompson is not the Klay Thompson that he was prior to the injury on the defensive end. 
Mm-hmm. So I think if you want to say what what it would look like to beat them, just say the Memphis Grizzlies. Look at the, well put. What happened with them previously as well? With the Grizzlies taking them. We got another question. Mark wants to know. Okay, here's two questions. Number one, it always sucks when I finish your pod. So what are the chances of getting a daily hour long show? And number two. No. We need some HG merch. I'm talking caps. When can we expect these so we can visually spread the good vibes, keep up the great work? First of all, Mark, I appreciate you. And I appreciate the love because you always show love on a daily basis. And I see it. And I'm going to hit you with the answer right now. If you guys want merch, if you guys want more shows, here's what you need to do. I need every single person who listens to this podcast every day to recruit one more listener for us because then we double our audience. And in exchange, we'll give you the merch and longer shows. So if everyone who's hearing this right now knows one other person in their life who loves basketball, put them on. If every one person gets one more person, we double up the audience, the show grows, everyone's happy, the sponsors are happy, and then we can do these wonderful things and bring the merch and more shows and longer shows to you guys so if you guys want to support support the show support us because we do this for you free every day make sure you spread the word if everyone listening to this recruits one other person to listen to this on a daily basis then we're flying then we're <laughs> flying but we got another question coming in pierce mcglinchy wants to know which current nba team would be the perfect fit for a prime bj armstrong bj Oh. Say you're a free agent right now. Where are you trying to get a 10 day out? Man, that's God, these are great. I mean, it's unbelievable. These are things I never think about. Um, I'm saying I'm saying the, the Warriors. If, if they needed another guard to step in, because I know you'd be seeing that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, S- S- Steph Curry's there. Like, th- there's no, there's no place to play. Um, if if Steph got injured, they needed another guard, and you could get a ten day. Yeah, that's, you see what I'm saying? God, we're, you know, it's I, I I don't really see myself playing in this era because I don't play like these guys okay. in this era. Okay, okay. Um, if but I could play anywhere. Anywhere, like just anywhere. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Well, I, I, I really. I'll give you, you a second to more, think about uh, it. I'll give you a second to think about it. We got another question in the meantime. Well, I can tell you who I would want to play for. I can tell you who I would want to play for. Okay. I can tell you who I would want to play for. Is Doc Rivers? Okay. Go ahead and replace. Play for go and replace Seth Curry then. I would want to play. I would want to play for. I would want to play. It, 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 I would want to play for for Doc. And you and you know who else I kind of recognize as a coach. Go on. Is uh, for the Clippers, Ty Lue. Um, Ty Lue. Yeah. Like Ty Lue's Ty Lue's guard play is like really strong. Yeah. Like I'm watching Reggie and I'm watching all of the guards that play for him. Like, it's really like, I respect it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. He really plays through his guards. His guards have confidence. So I would say Ty Lu or Doc Rivers. I mean, that, especially Doc. Like, if you are a guard, I wouldn't want to play for it. Because playing alongside Embiid made the game a hell of a lot easier as well. Yeah, I. Uh, you know what? Philly. 
Okay. I, I would, I would, I would, I would, I, that, that's tough. Philly is tough, but you know what? If you want a championship in Philly, I mean, they mm. love their athletes there. So I, 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 I would say Doc. I don't, wherever Doc is at, that's where I'm at. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, TFM GIG wants to know D Rose is a Hall of Famer, right? And top 75 instead of Dame, right? Well, I'm going to answer this because BJ's his agent. I don't know if he can answer this. Hell yeah. D Rose is a Hall of Famer. He was the youngest MVP in the NBA. That ain't even a question. D-Rose top 75. If you're letting Damian Lillard in, you best believe Derrick Rose should be there. What the hell Dame Lillard ever done in his career? He ain't never been an MVP. <laughs> so we're going to keep moving from that one. I don't know how the hell Dame Lillard got in there. I do not know how he got in there. That's ridiculous. But um, Talk your stuff. Anyway. Talk your stuff, bro. Talk your stuff. <laughs> David Noonan wants to know, could Victor Oladipo be a secret weapon for the Miami Heat? In my opinion, I'm going to say no because the Heat's biggest weapon is going to be their defense, not Victor Oladipo. And they already have Tyler Harrow who can play that six-man role. If Victor Oladipo is healthy and he can give them solid minutes, quick 5, 10, 15 minutes a night, fantastic. But I think that even if he didn't play a single minute throughout the playoffs, they would be just fine. Well, Mo, I, I just want to add to this. I hope that Victor Oladipo, someone offered him a substantial amount of money. Was that the Pacers? Pacers? Yeah. Okay. I just hope, Mo, that whatever is going on there, that he's able to get his health back and make a recovery from that moment. Because the last thing you like, the last thing you want to see, especially for a kid like that, is to wake up, retire, and say, coulda, woulda, shoulda, oughta. Mm -hmm. And I hope he's able to recover from that moment. And in order to do that, he's going to need his health. So I just hope that he get back healthy get back to playing the game. He was an all-star and get back doing the things because, you know, he was really coming into his own and then suddenly he sustained this injury and he has yeah. yet to bounce back from that initial and, uh, injury. There before in the Indiana. injury, he was such a high motor two-way player. It, it absolutely is yes. terrible to see him not being able to do that. GA34 wants to know, first of all, I always wonder if this is Giannis's burner account. GA, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 34, his jersey number, wants to know, where does Giannis rank all time if he retired today? And what is his potential with another seven, eight years to go? Top 10, top five. Well, right now, we looked at that ESPN list the other day, didn't we? And they had him at 18. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that's that's far off. And with another seven to eight years to go, if he can keep playing at this form, or even if he improves, which I think he's more than capable of doing, we could be talking about Giannis up there with the likes of a LeBron James for some of the greatest players to have ever played this game? You know, Mo, I think where he's at right now, I think it's safe to say, right? I think he's safe to say to say he's in a top 30. Yeah. Just top 30. I think it's safe to say that, right? Give or take. I don't like talking about current players in all-time discussions. Yes, and, and I agree with you. But, Mo, what I see with this young man of being one of the all-time greats, and here's why. In order to be discussed in that category, there has to be a very unique quality about you or your game that is very distinctive. For example, Magic Johnson was a 6'8 point guard. You just don't see that often. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he had a, a shot that's still the most dominant shot we've ever seen. Michael Jordan, you're talking about a very unique athlete playing the game at that position on both sides of the ball. 
Now, I say this about Giannis because I can't recall someone who's seven feet, seven one playing this style of basketball. I haven't seen it before. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen a player play with this level of activity as an offensive player and a defensive player. Like I've seen KG dominate with this body type on the defensive end. KG was never but this muscly at, as well, though. KG yeah, was a bit skinnier. Skinnier. But I've never seen a player at this size play downhill. He literally takes one dribble from half court and he can dunk it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This, this is literally. Now, this isn't like saying, you know, he literally covers so much space at his size and his length. You're saying to yourself, I've never seen this before. And by the way, Mo, He's improving. He's an unfinished Facts. product right now. <laughs> Mo, he's the unfinished product. Now, the thing that you see with an excellent, excellent or great player is they are more developed on the defensive side than they are on the offensive side. And he fits that mold. Yes. And Mo, at some point, his offense is going to catch up here. And I keep saying this. It's already scary what he's doing now with no jump shot. Mm -hmm. Once he gets a consistent jump shot, I don't care if he just gets a consistent jump shot from the free throw line. It's over. Mm -hmm. it's, over. it's really Mo. It's really over. And I, don't, I don't even when think he, it's if. I think it's a case of when. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah. puts in work like nobody's business. I remember in the yeah. off season when a lot of guys on holiday, Giannis was in a high school gym in Greece shooting. I think right. it was like two hours straight. I know BJ, and, you want to? We had a conversation about work as a. But this guy is dripping in sweat. Sprints, shoot. And, Sprints, shoot. And Mo, this is and this is the thing that when you see unique players, you see them winning with the following. Jordan won the first three with one team. Then he wins the second three with another team. Clearly, you could rebuild around Giannis. Yep. And win. Mm-hmm. You can win with this team, Middleton, Drew Holiday, yep. Brooke Lopez, and that group. And then you say, you know what? We can make another run with another group and build around another group because he is that good. And he's going to be, a, you know what? He's going to be a better player, Mo, probably two or three years than he is today. Easily. So, yeah. So I but think yeah. he, I, I, I think he's, he, I mean, obviously, I think a special talent. Yeah. Speaking of, building talented teams. Conor O'Neill wants to know if Dallas can move some of their high-earning role players and they can have some decent cap space in the summer of 2023. Could they attract a second All-Star slash MVP caliber partner to play with Luka Doncic, such as Nikola Jokic? Hypothetically, would that fit work? Uh, it's interesting to me because there was the video going around All-Star weekend of Luka trying to, you know, talk to DeMar DeRozan and people were laughing saying, Luka's not got any recruiting skills to recruit guys to the team. Well, what you also saw in the video is he stood next to Nikola Jokic, who was around him for the entire weekend. Those two are pretty tight, that European connection. And I think I would love to see them together on, on the basketball court. The other three players would have to be amazing defenders in that lineup. Um, but I, I would love to see Luka and Jokic on the same team together. The Mavs will have the cap space. Trying to get Jokic away from the Nuggets, that would be very, very difficult, though. Um, I, I don't personally see it happening. But, you know, I might do it on 2K and see how it fits. BJ, what do you think of that fit? You know, Mo, I, I, I'm... When I think of Jokic, when I think of Doncic, I, I think of 
I have two players that can play the game at the highest level. Mm-hmm. I automatically go to building a team that could possibly win a championship because yeah. both of those guys, one has already been the MVP, and I think the other guy is right there, mm-hmm. Luca. So I began to think how to surround them with defensive presence because that's the one obvious to me as I watch their game. You know, like they both, I think Jokic has improved on the defensive end. And I think Luca has improved in getting better. So I want to immediately begin to add defensive presence around them because I, I, I appreciate their offensive game right now. And I appreciate them. Both of them, I feel can play the game at the highest level and make a deep run in the playoffs, provided they have the right team and depth around them. So yeah, the one thing I would like, I would like to surround them with is whatever they need to help them on that end. Because I, especially Luca, because yeah. Luca is a, player on the perimeter he's not a big guy like Jokic I mean Jokic is figuring out now how to play Jokic is a solid defender he's in in the right positions he might not get the highlight blocks he can alter shots though and he he can be in the right position sometimes I like him yeah but Luca on the other hand is going to need a rim protector behind him he's going to need a Rudy Gobert or somebody like that behind him I think, or who can fill that void because that's always going to be an area of concern for him. So I think a shot blocker of, of some sort or a rim protector would would really benefit Luka. And, and look, the more defensive players you have around Jokic, I mean, the better he will become because yep. he's clearly, you know, a competitor. And a final question. Matt McDonald wants to know, what is the best basketball documentary and the best book you guys have come across? Well, I'm going to go ahead and answer this and say the best basketball documentary uh, was produced by a couple of guys out of London um, in a documentary about a young rising star in the NBA, Mr. Zion Williamson. It's called The Next Dance. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. It's my podcast. I'm going to plug my documentary. Damn right. I don't want to hear nothing else. But I'm also very excited for the world to see this um, this Lakers show. Not so much a documentary, but the the Showtime drama that they've made on HBO. That's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about that, you know, when it closes mm. to the time it launches. BJ, best book you have read, though? The best book? Um, you know, I, I... I'm going to tell you the one I enjoy the most. You know, I, I read a, uh, this is about John Wooden, the pyramid of, I think it's called the pyramid of success, John Wooden. And John Wooden was always an interesting character because he's really had the last, he's been the last dominant, you know, coach team that really dominate, dominated the NCAA. And I was fascinated how they won so much in an era or now if a team wins one championship, you know, that's like, wow. I mean, mm-hmm. they won, I don't, I can't remember how many they won, but they won with Kareem and Bill Walton and oh, all yeah. those guys, you know, and, and I know outside the United States, people don't follow the NCAA tournament as much outside of the United States. But if you haven't, if you haven't had an opportunity to, you know, if you have an opportunity to read a book, I think reading about John Wooden, Coach Wooden, 10 times you know, NCAA this, champion. Yeah, it, it, it's fascinating because he had he had these principles and he had such wonderful players. 
that he coached. They not only performed there in, you know, in college, but they went on to perform in the NBA. And, you know, Mo, if there's one thing that I think translates here is leadership. Mm-hmm. His leadership. They call him the Wizard of Westwood, right? You know, UCLA is in Westwood, Los Angeles, which is the west side of LA. Yep. And he was just a fascinating run. Fascinating philosophies, fascinating principles. And more importantly, I mean, he coached arguably some of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. And so Kareem, I, that, that was a, Bill yeah, Waltz, yeah, yeah, you know, legendary. Legendary. Yeah, le- no, he had legendary, le- legendary teams, legendary teams, legendary players. And, you know, it, it, it was he was fascinating. So leadership, he was fascinating. And I had a chance to meet him. You know, as a kid, I, I, I that was one of the places that I dreamed of going was going to UCLA. I hear it yeah, for me. Uh, yeah. The best book. I'm going to tell you guys this. The best book is not out yet. That's all I'm going to say on that. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay ready. Okay. Stay tuned. Do you ever, do you ever not have something? You always got something. You see, I'm always wearing long sleeves because I got plenty up my sleeves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why I always be in my hoodies. Come on, man. Listen, those are the questions for today. We're going to get more in next week. We apologize. We apologize if we didn't answer your question and we appreciate all of you guys tuning in. I'm going to just repeat the answer to Mark's question. If you guys want merch, if you guys want more shows, longer shows, tell a friend to tune in and join the family over here because that would double our audience. Once we double up in the words of the great Nipsey Hussle, more greatness could be on the way to you. I hope you guys all have a blessed weekend. BJ, I hope you have a blessed weekend as well. We're going to be doing the games live on TV, so I'm going to catch up with you over yes, there shortly. Yes. You're going to catch up with me. You got the fresh cut. Oh, you know the fresh fade. Come on, come on. It's Friday. It's Friday. You know, Mo. You know what? And hey, we got a we got a little work to do over the weekend. So that's right. Appreciate everyone. Thanks again for those questions. Hoopology, the hoopologist sent in the questions, and Mo. It was a pleasure. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, it's the end of the week. And I'm not going to know what to do now. The NBA is back. But what am I going to do? I, I, I'm not going to talk to you for a half hour. I'm trying to get an hour in. <laughs> hey, I, I need an hour and a half. We need, you know we what, need, Mo? You know what I need, Mo? To you show know what I mean? Okay. You know what I need, Mo? Go on. I need a live show mm. in, the U, in the UK. Coming soon. A live show in the UK. Okay. Audience. In with the crowd. The, with the people. Mo. Facts. Whoa, Drinks flowing. Yeah, yes. People. Yeah, we're just talking hoops. I mean, just Trust serious me. hoops. Trust me. You know what I mean? None of this fake stuff. Just Trust serious me. hoops and let's just get after it. Mo. You heard you know the man. Hey, 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 Mo. Like my guy said over all Star weekend, where your shoes at? <laughs> where your shoes at, Mo? Mo, all you got to do to come to the podcast is just bring your shoes. Facts. I mean, how about that, Mo? I don't care if I'm you ready. bring Under Armour. I don't care oh, if you bring Nikes. I, do. I don't care if you bring Adidas. Oh, I do. I don't care if you bring Pumas. Oh, I do. Bring your shoes and don't forget to pack your game. Oh. <laughs> 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 we'll, care you we'll bring the wings. We'll bring everything else. You just bring your shoes and bring your game. 
And then Mo, let's get after it. BJ, man, okay, where you at? If you're rocking with me, it's Team Jumpman only. No, you guys no, 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 no. But you guys can wear what you want. You guys can wear what you want. But we'll wear. see you there. But anyway, you guys keep showing love. Tell any of your friends who love basketball to start rocking with this podcast. We'll be back on Monday, every morning next week, doing what we do. And best. you can work out with Mo, because Mo's working out right now. So you know what? Come and get involved. You know what, Mo? Come and get involved. You might bring me. Mo, you know what? I haven't played since I retired. Mm. If we can make that happen, Mo. Jeez. I might have to dust them off, Mo. Okay. And Mo, I got some fresh drip somewhere. Okay. I got some fresh drip somewhere, Mo. <laughs> okay, you know we're going to see. You know what, Mo? I'm going to start, you know how they say, digging in the crates? I'm going to okay. go digging this weekend, okay. Mo. Okay, okay, okay. So Monday, I'm going to bring my shoes. I got some special ones for you, Mo. Okay. Mo. Okay. I got some, Mo, I got some special ones. I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. We'll see you guys on Monday. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, all of that good stuff. On Monday, be here. We're going to be back. And until next time, get buckets.